0: Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson and this is episode 24, Are You For Real? (music) Henry Ford is reported to have said, Whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you are right. Isn't it fascinating to reflect on what drives our behavior? We're so often in autopilot, we tend not to think much about what's pushing us forward. But at the end of the day, it's really quite simple. If we do not believe we will achieve the outcome that we're after, we're not going to engage in a particular activity. It's just that plain and simple. When I was attending Utah Valley University, this was my very first semester, and I was super excited to be there. I had finished up my associate's degree in general studies at Slick, and now I was pursuing my bachelor degree in biology. I had a pretty full plate, pretty big course load. Two of the classes that I vividly remember having were a chemistry lab and a calculus class. There were others, but these were the two occupying my mind the most at the time. Now, the calculus class was a five-credit-hour class, and things were going pretty well at first. However, this chemistry lab that I had, which was only a one-credit-hour class, was led by an instructor who I decided to fear Almost more than Satan himself at a very early point in the semester and I determined there's no way that I want to be in a position to have to take this class again and to have this instructor again she just put off a very exacting vibe and I was completely terrified of this woman and then in contrast my calculus instructor was this very pleasant, very nurturing, sweet, grandma-like, have-a-bowl-of-candy-out-on-the-table kind of vibe. Not intimidating in any way, shape, or form. I believed I must pass this chemistry lab. It has to happen. I have to get through it. There's no way that I could possibly be in a position where I have to take this class again and the possibility that I will be with this instructor again. And so pretty early on, I started spending more and more of my time working on the one credit hour chemistry lab and less and less time on the five credit hour calculus class. And ultimately, I passed that chemistry lab. The entire time, I was deathly afraid that I wouldn't pass it and that I'd have to take it again. And then as far as the calculus class goes, I thought, you know, maybe I can get by, maybe it'll work out. Most of the semester, I didn't really pay any attention to the fact of what the credit hours were and how much it would impact my GPA. Ultimately, I failed the chemistry class. It was was an epic failure. I did stick around for the final, And instead of providing any logical mathematical answers, I wrote poems and made up little sayings, little anecdotes. Uh, One of them I attributed to the Queen of England, uh, some cute little saying about math and how important it was. And my calculus instructor, (laughs) uh, she told me a couple semesters later, hey, you know what? I still have your exam. It is on my refrigerator. It is the most memorable exam that I have ever encountered in my career. And I kept it, just so you know. (laughs) This is a kind of an interesting example to demonstrate that I believed that I could and that I had to pass that chemistry class. And I put the majority of my effort into that. And it paid off for the thing that I wanted. Yes, it did. It paid off. However, it was at the expense of that calculus class. And because it was a five-credit hour class, it destroyed my GPA. And it put me onto academic probation, which was a terrifying experience because if I didn't manage to pass 75% of my classes in the subsequent semester, I would be denied any financial aid, which was very critical to my little family's survival at the time. And I've mentioned I'm a fan of Tony Robbins. Perhaps you are too. One of his big focuses is that for anything in life, we are driven by the concept that we are running from pain. And we are pursuing pleasure in some form or fashion. That's what's driving us. And then in order to accomplish the things that you really want to do, you have to learn to link massive pleasure to your goals and the actions that will get you there. And you need to link massive pain, massive pain, to not accomplishing those things. And that those would be your anchor points to push you forward into accomplishing the things that you're trying to do in this context using this paradigm i was motivated by fear i was motivated by fear so that i wouldn't have to take this chemistry lab again and i think this instructor that ran the chemistry lab was a a brilliant person but i allowed myself to be totally terrified by her it was out of fear that I was motivated. I was running from future pain. There wasn't a ton of pleasure linked to the outcome. It was only the concept of trying to get away from pain. In our lives, we're going to show up differently when we link pleasure to our goals instead of just acting out of pain. It just It's a much more enjoyable experience to pursue something because of the beautiful outcomes, the desirable outcomes that we're trying to achieve and not just doing it because we're running from something. Following up on this calculus class, I wanted to apply to dental school. I needed to try and take care of this calculus problem as I viewed it. It was a The circumstance was, of course, that I had five credit hours worth of an F for calculus, and I really wanted to replace those with some version of a passing grade. And I had my calculus book from before. It was probably a year and a half or even two years after I attempted to take calculus that first time. I was going to take it in the summer by itself, concentrated course, hopefully... We'd be able to pull this off. And on the third day that I was attending, I decided, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I said to the the young man sitting next to me, I'm like, hey, did you ever end up getting your calculus book that, that you'd ordered? And he said, no, I'm having some issues with that. I It's been kind of a nightmare for me lately, the person I ordered it from, this and that problem. I said, you know what? Take mine. I handed in my $200 calculus book. And I said, cancel that order, have this one, buy your wife something nice instead with that 200 bucks." because I'm out of here, I'm not doing this. And I walked out 10 minutes into that third day. The last thing I remember about that calculus class was something about the letter H. And there was a line on the board, on a graph. And I was like, you know what, there is no way that I'm going to take the time to learn what the H is going on with that letter H on the board. I'm out. So yes, that could have gone differently, but you know what? I owned it. I knew I had it in me to, to handle that, but I just wasn't going to do it. There was another way to get math credit. I ended up taking statistics instead later by itself. And I think I got like a B plus or something like that. It was way more interesting than calculus to me. And that's what I did. And I did apply to dental school eventually. Pat on the back. That was the plan all along. Kind of the thing driving me through it. I did do that. I was determined to apply to dental school and I did. But for some reason, my cumulative 2.7 GPA wasn't really doing a lot for me. In the, t- in the way of getting interviews, so. But it's okay, I showed up in the way I wanted to, I did what I said what I was gonna do, and it happened, Captain, yes it did. And honestly, I've never really lamented not getting in to dental school, but I do get excited when I hear about people getting in. So let's take the time to reflect for a second the behaviors that we actually engage in, If we truly believe that they are going to help us, then we will spend time with them. We will engage in those activities, those attitudes and behaviors, and we will pursue them. For so many years, I did not believe that jogging was really going to be that much useful for me. I did not engage in the behavior. I didn't believe it was really necessary and would really provide much value. But here I am, many years later, and I'm to the point where I'm jogging about six mornings a week. And I know that it benefits me. My back feels better. I don't run out of breath doing basic activities. It's really awesome for me. I know that it benefits me. And I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. We've talked a little bit in a prior episode how the universe is governed by laws. And they always work. And when it comes to a goal that we have, something that we want to pursue, we just need to ask ourselves one question, really. Are you for real? Are you for real? Are you really going to do that thing? Are you really going to make that change in your health patterns? Prove it. Because you cannot fool the universe. The universe knows if you are for real or not. Are you going to pursue your education? Are you going to get that degree? Are you going to earn that certification? Are you going to apply yourself and build that, create that? You can't fool the universe. You might be able to fool some people, but the universe cannot be fooled. Impossible. And when will the universe be convinced that you're for real? It's really quite simple. When you are convinced. That you're for real. It really doesn't matter how many other people are convinced. You might have a lot of people telling you, oh, hey, you'd be really good at ping pong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was watching ping pong the other day, and I just couldn't stop thinking about you. You would so rock that. You'd be, like, better than Forrest Gump at ping pong. And everybody's telling you, oh, my gosh, yeah there other people in the room. Oh yeah. I could totally see you being so good at ping pong. You've got the right body size and you're, I've seen you flip pancakes, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You could really do that. You could have a whole room of people convinced that you would be amazing at ping pong. Does that mean you're going to be amazing at ping pong? You have to be convinced that you're going to be amazing at ping pong. If you're not convinced You're not going to take any action with that thing. No way. You're not going to take any action at all. The universe sees the people that are convinced. It really does. It sees the people that are convinced. It knows who's convinced. And things just kind of start to go for those people and the initiatives that they're pushing for. I've talked about how to melt an ice cube before. How James Clear talks about melting an ice cube. How it stores the energy that you're putting into it. If you're willing to put in the effort to melt the ice cube, it's going to melt. Now, we don't know how big some of the ice cubes are in our life, but we can melt them. I know we can melt these ice cubes. Think about the things that you have achieved so far in your life. We've all been producing outcomes. We've all done it. And maybe they're just remarkable disasters, but we still produced them. We still produced them. We managed to pull that off. Be proud of yourself for that. Dang. Have you ever lost $2,000 in 30 seconds? I have. My car battery died. And so I was replacing it. Anyone that knows me would not describe me as having an incredible acumen or toolkit for cars. But most people can replace a battery without too much trouble. Well, when I got the new battery and I installed it, On my car, I was about 22 years old, I think, at the time. Maybe, I might have been 21, you know, young person. I installed it backwards. That is to say, I put the wrong wires on it. The negative on the positive and the positive on the negative. That's what I did. And by so doing, I shorted out the computer. I, like, blew up the, the car's computer somehow. I produced that outcome. And there's a fun story that uh, goes with that, but that's for another time. That is for another time. But that's an outcome that i produced. I rocked it out. I rocked it out, blew up my car's computer, and it was a $2,000 replacement. We produce these outcomes according to the laws that govern this universe, that govern this world. And if we are convinced that we want to pursue pursue something, And create something the universe will be convinced but we have to make the case we have to be willing to go after it and adjust our approach and keep pushing forward because if we're not persuaded the universe is not persuaded a very interesting concept that brooke castillo talks about is having a conversation with your future self and you're talking to your future self that has achieved the goal that you're trying to achieve and you ask yourself what was it like moving through the different challenges this particular facet right now i'm dealing with this how did you navigate that what did you have to think about to to get past that and to overcome that talk with your future self cuz you create this sense of certainty in your mind that, oh, I've, I've achieved it, I'm going to achieve it for sure, because I'm talking to this future version of myself that's already overcome it, and they're totally fine, and they're enjoying it. So you create a vision for yourself of the fact that you will achieve this thing. But Brooke Castillo also points out that as we pursue our goals, we don't pursue them so that we can be satisfied, so that we can feel good about ourselves. We can have those feelings now, and we can use those feelings of satisfaction, gratification, and feeling the sense of achievement. We can feel that now. The only reason we ever really do anything is, is because how we think it'll make us feel. And we can operate from that emotional state now by managing our thoughts. So let's take the time to be honest with ourselves and reflect on the reality that the outcomes we're producing in our life right now are the ones that we are willing to believe that we can accomplish. If we want to believe in something else and to accomplish something else, we can do that but we have to be willing to believe in it. A little over a year ago, I felt compelled to take on a second job. It was a Monday through Friday thing at a transportation company. And I anticipated that I would need to be there for about five years or so to accomplish what I was trying to do financially. And Brittany the entire time was like, no, I don't think you need to do that. I I don't think you need to. But I was very stubborn and I just did it well, after about five months, I was extremely burned out. I was never seeing my wife and kids. It was really rough on me physically, emotionally, spiritually, to be working these two jobs and on my birthday and this this stemmed from a podcast that I had been introduced to by my friend Travis, he said, "Hey." You should listen to this Mel Robbins podcast. You should check this out. You, it might be up your alley. So I listened to a couple episodes and she talks about making a birthday wish. And I don't remember all the stuff that she said about it, but that there's something about making, making a birthday wish, <laughs> um, that can carry a lot of power with it. And I also really love the way Mel Robbins pronounces the word birthday she says it, bird day, your bird day. <laughs> oh, I I loved it. Um, But on my birthday, I decided to make this wish. And I wished that by the time my next birthday came around, I would be back to my one job, that I wouldn't be doing two jobs anymore. I had just wrapped up Taylorsville football season. I didn't wrap it up. But it had just wrapped up and our oldest boy, Kai, was playing and I had missed most of those games. I had missed some performances of Talmadge and his plays that he was in. I had missed so much and I thought to myself, can I really go on and continue to miss these events of my kids? These cannot be retrieved. That This plagued my mind and soul. So I made that wish and I thought about it often. and I'm like, I'm going to get out of here somehow. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. And I thought about it and I prayed about it. And then the following February, a few months later, I asked my brother Eric for a blessing. He's 19 years younger than me. He was born like two weeks before I left on my mission to New Jersey. So I got my kid brother giving me a blessing in February. It was a very inspiring experience. And I received the clarification in that blessing that it was time to act. I had to prioritize time with my family over every other consideration. The very next day, I put in a generous six-week notice with my second job so that they could have time, ample time, to replace me. Because I was just that good at my job. It would take, oh, at least six weeks. To find my replacement. <laughs> uh, I boast. So I did that. That was that. And I've never looked back. When I took that job, I thought I had to do it. I was very stubborn. Honestly, I wasn't real prayerful about it, to be honest. I just thought, this: it has to be this way. So this is what I'm going to do. But if I was for real about getting that second job, and I was, I was quite stubborn about it. I was a lot more genuinely for real about the fact that I had to prioritize time with my family over every other consideration. And things have worked out that way. You are the only person that needs to be convinced. If you have a noble aspiration, something that you want to accomplish and show up in the way, in a certain way, only you need to be convinced. You are the secret ingredient. And that's it for now.